Hey, lady. Welcome to Freedom Friday on the Set Free Sisterhood podcast. I want to start out with a quick review from Epic Artist. She says, Michelle is such a light. Her approach to helping all women is relatable and uplifting. This is a needed podcast in today's world. Thank you so much for your review. And if you're listening and you have not had a chance to go to iTunes and write a review, please pause this and take a chance or take time to do that for me this week, will you? Just because, honestly, that is the best way that you can let me know how this podcast is serving you and it spreads the word. What it does is it moves it. You guys know about growth and algorithms and even if you don't, it kind of should make sense, right? Um, we all learn that writing reviews and stuff matters. Like, I don't know about you. When I go to Amazon, the first thing I do is check reviews and see what's going on with this product, okay? And so it just helps grow it. And if you want to continue to grow the message and you want to give me a little love, I would really, really appreciate it. So if you can do that this weekend, it will be awesome. And I wanted to just remind you this, I just started talking about this this week, but I have created a breakthrough session for ladies like you, just like you, ready to put on my calendar. It is a one hour session where we just talk about where are you? What's going on in your drinking patterns right now? Or what's going on? Maybe if, maybe you've stopped drinking and you're just really struggling in some other areas of your life. So where are you? What are your desires? What are your goals? What is it that you want to see in your future? And then we create a personal blueprint for you with your next steps where we can set up just some steps for you to really to start, right? To create this, at least this vision and this path. And then if you just decide right then and there, you want to continue this journey, you can roll that right into my 12-week coaching program where we meet once a week for one hour face-to-face on Zoom, and we really dive deep. We work on creating a declaration, creating new routines. We have a battle plan for replacement in the beginning to help you really shift and make changes and uh, help with those boundaries and routines. And then we dive into a lot more of the inner work, right? The mindset and inner critic work and just really looking at how God, you can bring him into the middle of all this and create this foundation. Whether you have a little bit of faith or a lot of bit of faith, or you're just curious, this program will help you. And I look forward to meeting you soon. Hey sister, do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're living each day over and over on a loop? Maybe you feel like a failure because you keep telling yourself that today will be different. You wake up each morning hoping to do better, but when the afternoon rolls around, all your promises to yourself are shot. And society screams, you deserve to have that drink, eat that piece of cake, and scroll mindlessly through social media. Hi, I'm Michelle Porterfield, certified mindset and breakthrough coach. Mom of three, former daily wine drinker, excuse maker, and promise breaker. Coffee's my jam, dry shampoo is my BFF, and I am so glad you're here. I have created this community to help you walk in faith towards freedom from alcohol and other strongholds like it. Together, we will work to show you your value, your strength, and your ability to overcome. So pop in your earbuds and go for a walk, or buckle up for your commute. Girl, get ready for straight talk and the truth, because it's time to elevate your mindset 
develop healthy routines and begin to thrive alcohol-free. Okay, now I know that I will probably get some pushback from this episode, and that is okay. So I first want to speak out and say, listen, I know that there are millions of people. I have no idea if it's millions, but I'm going to throw that out there because AA has been around forever. And I know there has been millions of people in the world that have been in AA. They love it. That is their home. They have truly recovered through that program. And they will say it works if you work it. That's one of their mottos, okay? So this conversation is my experience and my perspective so that I can serve you, the women in my community, who are just like me. That's why you're here, because you relate to me and my story and my experience. And I'm just going to leave it at that, okay? So if you enjoy my podcast and you love AA, wonderful. Thank you for being here. I just want you to know that I love you. And this isn't about you or how it worked for you. This is about my experience and sharing it from another perspective because I have seen many, many posts out there where people get super sensitive when others criticize or have a new view or a different view about AA. And they're, you know, they're like, you know, this is how it works and this is how, and I'm not saying that's you and I'm not saying that's everyone, but it can sometimes feel very cliquish. Okay. And we don't want to be that way because that's religion and I'm not into that. I'm into a relationship. So here we go. Here is my reasons for why I did not connect with AA and I hope that this helps you. So number one, they have meetings for about an hour, sometimes longer, which they typically, now I'm in South Carolina, so we're talking about, I'm not in somewhere I guess we have fancy places. I don't know why I was even going there somewhere fancy, if there's a fancy AA room. But my experience has been from a little bit of a musty room or like weird basement rooms and churches and things like that. And so that's a little odd. I can get past that. But here's the problem with the meetings is typically, too, when you begin and they want you to come to the meetings, they typically want you to come to as many as possible. I mean, that's really how the program works. Have you heard the terms 90 meetings in 90 days, right? Or even 30 meetings in 30 days. And that's just part of their program and what they recommend. And I've had someone on my show that I've probably had a couple people on this show, but I've had one at least I remembered that was a big part of her, her growth. And I'm so happy that it was okay. But we're busy. Like my women... This community, that's the whole point of this, is that we are, we're busy, we're high achieving, we're working jobs, we're raising our kids, we're, you know, taking the dog to the groomer, we're exercising sometimes, we're meal planning and meal prepping. So that's the thing why, you know, this community is the type of community that like, where in the world are we going to put in those? Like, you would literally have to drop everything if you were going to, if, if that was your only option. And that's my point is there are tons of options. And this is why I feel like this is not for us. Okay. Because of that. I mean, even that, that's the first point. Okay. Is that 
We just can't do that. We can't just like say, all right, honey, by the way, you're taking over everything or hello, you know, I'm going to go straight to work and straight to meetings every single day. It's just, it's just not feasible. Okay. Number two, identity. Now this is a big one for me. And I actually said it a few times and it just felt, this is, you know, in my early days too, of like way before I quit drinking, this is my experience. Okay. So it was just weird. Like if I wanted to say something, I felt this obligation to say, Hey, my name's Michelle and I'm alcoholic. And you know, today I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm struggling with this or blah, blah, blah. And I'm in this like big group of people or you just choose not to say anything. But I just didn't like that because that's not who I am. Once again, like if identifying that way and going through that structure for you is great, then do it. It did not feel right for me in my bones and I just couldn't connect. Okay. Number three, the majority of people that were there had been there for years. So I wondered, I'm like, why would I want to keep coming? Like, unless I, unless these people were sponsors and they really could help, and that's what they were strictly there for serving purposes to help others, why would all these people keep coming? Like, yeah, I've been here 10 years. I've been here three years. It just was kind of odd to me. Like, honestly, if, if God didn't call me into doing this right here, like, this business, the only reason I talk about alcohol all the time is to serve you and to teach you that the spectrum is huge and that this is my tribe. This is the type of women right here listening to this podcast that are the high achieving women who are doing the thing that just do not have a healthy relationship with alcohol and it's making us crazy and it's us. We feel isolated and we're having, you know, we're overthinking, we're having anxiety and there's a struggle and we've gained some weight and our health is declining and it's real. But yet once you're set free and you go through this growth process, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be a part of your life anymore. That's my whole point is you get to choose if you even want this to be part of your life. Like one day when we walk through this together, even in six months from now, you and I could have a conversation like, you know, I just really don't even think about alcohol anymore. And I don't really even want to talk about it. You may choose to get to be on my show and celebrate that you've gone through my coaching program and that you, you love where you are today. And you may speak of it, or you may be someone who just never says a word. You and I work one-on-one in the safety and privacy and you never say anything and you don't even hardly think about it anymore. Like that's my point is you get to choose what your path is. And I just felt like it was just constantly talked about and it was a lot of just kind of sad and negativity stuff. Okay. So then I'm going to just jump on to number four, because this kind of relates. You have to limit what you share and how you say it which is fine. I get that. We've all been in group settings, group coaching programs, even, you know, group training programs. There is a limit. You hope, you hope that some sort of leader has like a time limit, right? Cause you hate those people <laughs> who are just, I call it running a rabbit or chasing a rabbit. You're like, Oh my gosh, how many times do you have to say the same sentence over and over and over, especially in a group setting. Like let's keep it direct and to the point. So I get that. But it's like, 
when you're in that place and you're struggling, I realize it should be self-focused because we're the ones making the choices. We're the ones that are putting the drink to the lips. But sometimes you do just want to vent, right? And you do just want to share like something you're struggling with, like my husband this or whatever. So you're really not supposed to do that. So I felt like there wasn't a lot of freedom there. Now, if you choose to get a sponsor, which I don't know how many there are, if there's one for everyone, how often you would meet, things like that, then I'm sure that's when those conversations can take place. Because I have heard people like, hey, I'm going to meet with my sponsor. You know, it's great. They have a great conversation. And I know also, too, a little bit about this. Now, don't don't hold me to the fire on this one. But I believe even as a sponsor, you still are held under like some sort of like rules, so to speak. Like, you know how therapists have like a license and they can only do certain things and say certain things because they're licensed, or even as a hairstylist, you know, there's certain things that we have to stick to because uh, we're governed by a license of a state, right? I think it's the same thing with a sponsor. So where that did not work for me is I need to like lay it all on the table. I need to spill my guts, so to speak. And I need you to even kind of validate me and teach me and share with me, help me grow, pull it out of me. And honestly, I'm going to put a pin in that and also kind of put a little bubble over here if you're visual people and tell you that's part of why I did not enjoy therapy because I found myself begging, like, just, just help me, like, ask me questions, pull things out of me, like, Help me process this. And I know there's awesome therapists because I have actually interviewed them that have also, they're now, a lot of them are transitioning into coaching just because of the way that they are kind of held captive. So that's a big deal too. For my personality and how I like to make decisions and move through life on this journey, I, I got to be able to just let it all out. Okay, number five, it felt religious. And I mentioned that earlier. It felt very religious. Now, why does that matter to me? Well, I grew up in what I could say probably felt like more of a legalistic religious type church. If you have actually walked away from the church or you have struggled in your faith, I bet you anything it's because of some experience you've had around quote unquote religious people. And I always say it this way, like religious, I'm religious about brushing my teeth every day. I'm religious about my skincare routine routine at night. Those are things that I do on a regular basis that are very systematic. That is not how our relationship with God should be. It, it really should be a relationship. That's what he asked. And it's so different. And I'll probably do, I mean, honestly, that's a great topic to do a whole episode on the difference between religion and relationship. Because I think that would be super helpful for those of you who are not really, really sure. But it's not a set of rules, right? And so anyway, back to AA. They have a big book, which is recommended. And let me just tell you, that thing is humongous. Like they ain't kidding when they say big book, right? And it's really outdated. So if they're still using that material, no, this was many moons ago when I went, okay? So I'm just saying. 
It felt religious, and I did not like the powerless piece, which I've talked about before. And a lot of recovery programs, they say that, you know, just admitting that I'm powerless to alcohol. And I get that. For me, I just really needed to look at it differently because of how I'm wired. I needed to just say like, okay, I realize that it does have power over me. I realize it's a stronghold and an idol. So I'm going to surrender that to God so that so I can live in his strength. That's kind of my point. Like, I know I'm weak and I know that I need God's strength, but there's just something ooh about that for me. Okay. And last one, number six. I left there most times and I went home and drank. I just felt, now, first let me say, that's on me. I'm raising my hand. This is my choice. But I did. It just it just didn't feel good. It felt discouraging. It gave me a headache. It was very smoky. I was thinking, oh God, I'm not near as bad as these people. Like seriously, y'all. Yes, I was judgy. Let me just say it. Judge Judy over here. But that's what I felt. I was like, God, these people have been coming here forever and they're still struggling with drinking and they've had like DUIs and they've had divorces and they're, they've lost their job and they've been, you know, gone into drugs and ruined their entire lives. So the subconscious in me, my little gremlin said, and you guys are going to have so much fun the more we talk about gremlins. I love it. Because it's like that little that little voice or that inner critic. And it's like, you're not as bad as these people. You don't drink that much. You've got your you-know-what together. You don't drink and drive. You make sure you make good choices. You go to work. So it just was chattery. That's what it was. And so I left. And I was like, oh, heck with that. And I went and got me a bottle of wine and went home. So. That's my six. And I realized that all of this was my choices. All of this was my thoughts and my perspective. And that is exactly why we have to do the work on this journey. There's so much inner critic and inner thought work that goes on in this journey. Like you may be like, what in the world is that? And listen, mindset is absolutely key. And I will teach you how to do that. Like it has to be learned. It is not natural. Our natural, natural self is the response and the reactionary and the subconscious mind and those little gremlins and inner critics and the chatter because that's what's what's been on autopilot for all these potentially years of your life. So I will help you do that. And the only reason I'm sharing this is because I wanted to be super transparent about my personal experience and how I related to the program. So... Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. If you are curious about what it looks like to not have to go to meetings every day and to really walk through this alcohol-free journey in a very safe, trusting, one-on-one environment, reach out. Coach Michelle Porterfield on Instagram, and then you can always reach me at the uh, email address coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. And do not forget, I will be putting the link in the show notes. Head into the Alcohol Free Community Women of Faith on Facebook to be able to stay, stay in the loop of everything, okay? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you. And until next time, stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. 
Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout-outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.